Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the Empowerment Podcast. It's your boy, Mikey G, coming to you live from the very free state of Florida. And staring across the screen from me, I'm staring at the man across the screen from me, excuse me, I've had my three cups of coffee today, working on number four, is the man who has raised the bar very, very high in life. He is the man who is always forever progressing. He is our friend. He's a little under the weather today because he woke up with no voice, but that's okay because he gives a voice to the voiceless. He is the champion of the Second Amendment. He is my boy in yours, Captain Testosterone, Mr. Greg A. Tador the First, sir. How is everyone's favorite Marvel hero doing today? Um, doing pretty good. I sound like I smoked uh, eighty packs of Marlboro, but that's cool. Back good man. How you doing? Cool. I'm Back great. when Marlboro was a icon. I just want to say, sir, you're going to have to widen your screen because I can't see your shoulders. Well, you're just going to have to wait. I am because I'm getting a guest next week, aren't I? <laughs> yeah, man. I can't wait. Uh, Greg Atiel will be visiting Mike down in Florida, my old stomping grounds. I can't wait to uh, to go down there for a few days, get out of this. It's getting cold up here, so. It'll be nice. I need to take a dip in the ocean, get that salt water. I need it. I need it. Yeah, salty pee water because we know a lot of people pee in the ocean. So, you know. It's all right. It's still better than the water up here. That 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 is true. That is true. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, it'd be good to have you down here. I mean, the weather mm -hmm. here, it's chilly. But, I mean, you know, 69 degrees down here is still 69 degrees up there. I'm still going in the water. It's all good. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's, a, it's a great time of year to be down here. It is a little strange seeing Christmas trees in, in such, like, nice weather. Like, I like to see the snow. Yeah. And I see the snow for about a day. And then, you know, I'm ready to go back to the sun. But, you know, yeah, uh, it'd be good to have you down here. Um, as customary on the Power Man podcast, I want to give a shout out to our first responders, our EMTs, our firefighter, our firefighter men and women, our policemen and women. Thank you for keeping our streets safe and sound. Absolutely. And uh, thank you to all the military personnel out there here at home and out of country. Stay safe. And thank you to all their families as well. Yeah. And, you know, it's, you know, we're filming this episode on December 6th. It's going to be released the following you know, Sunday coming up, whatever date that is. I think it's uh, what's it? The, the 10th, I think. Yeah. 10th. 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 We've got two weeks till almost two and a half weeks till Christmas. Yep. Three less than three weeks till New Year's Eve. So, you know, we're wrapping the year up and then, you know, ladies and gentlemen, because we do have a lot of girls that follow us as well. Uh, we get the biggest year of our life, undoubtedly the biggest year of our life, um, yeah. you know, that that uh, is, is upon us. And I want to just also say prayers for Israel. Um, you know, we are uh, keeping you in our thoughts and prayers. I am, you know, uh, personally. Uh, so, you know, we got a lot of stuff going on in this world and we as men have to, and women have to navigate through the good, get rid of the bad and just stay focused on the positive because there's a lot of negative stuff out there that can bring you down real quick, Ricky T, wouldn't you say? Absolutely. And speaking of what Mike's saying, um, the Sean Ryan show had a great guest on the other day. It was uh, Michael Schellenberger. He ran for governor in California. Oh, wow. Lost to your boy, Gavin Newsom. Yes. And um, it was, to say the least, enlightening with what's going on out there, as well as, I didn't know this, but the homeless get paid to do drugs, like wow. $760 a month. So wow. go watch that episode. It's super enlightening, and it just shows you how fucked up things are there as well as in the government right now. Yeah. Yeah. We can only, we can only pray that uh, things get better. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's really, it's really the only thing that I can think of. <clears> I think, I think it's uh, disheartening to see the country and the state that it's at, but also in my opinion, the citizens don't understand. They're so caught up in Democrat versus Republic. And it's it's not about that. It's about being American, patriotism. And the only thing you, for you guys to understand, the government is not, they don't care about you. Either way doesn't care about you. You have to have your house in order. You hear Mike and I say it all the time. 
and just make sure you have plans set in place because the government doesn't have anything planned. If something happens or if you're out on your own, no one's coming to save you. Nobody. And they don't, they want it that way. So if you listen, if, if the electricity went out for a week, it's complete anarchy and chaos. Are you, what are you going to do if that happens? You think the police are coming? You think the firemen are coming? You think the government number one cares or has a people to send to you? No. So just one example of how are you going to eat? How are you going to protect your family, your friends and your possessions? Just, yeah. uh, and that's not conspiracy theory or anything crazy. It's a realistic thing. It can happen. I agree. And the politicians only care about you when it's time to get elected. Yep. You know, um, mm-hmm. I use Baltimore as an example. Baltimore is a great town. Shout out to people listening to us in Baltimore. Um, <clears throat> one of my favorite spots. I can slip in my mind. I, I can't. The last couple of days I've been kind of off. It's only uh, eight concussions, Mike. Come on. Yeah. Jeez. I, I can't think of my favorite. Oh, Sabatino's in Little Italy. The great restaurant. I was there a couple of times. The, the portions were awesome. It's in Little Italy in Baltimore. And you can tell because it's the cleanest area downtown and then you've got like the inner harbor and then around it's a little like dicey but Mm -hmm. you can still tell the italians still have a control of that area so yes sir it's very cool little italy in baltimore sabatino's shout out to sabatino's uh it's a great spot old school italian food great 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 food and you look at baltimore and you know some of the living conditions there are so unbearable you wonder how anyone should live like that and why you know um, things haven't been done it's crazy. Of those people. It's nuts. It's nuts. But today's topic is quite interesting. And we're going to look at it from a few different perspectives. Um, as men, we're going to look at it from our perspective, but we also want to make <laughs> we also want to make you know it very, very clear that it is for people, both men and women. And this is a topic that I think based upon conversations that we've had with uh, our <clears throat> friends and actually people I've engaged with outside, you know, of out in the world. How do you know when a girl has moved on? Or how do you know when a guy has moved on, right? When like, you see her with another dude. When you see her with another dude. But there's also that feeling inside of your stomach. There's like a pit. Like mm. when you know, like, okay, something's not right. Something you just know. is right. When, when the energy you changes, know. you know when, when patterns change, change, something's up. It's all about consistency, right? Yep. If someone's used to texting you or calling you every day, every other mm. day, even if you don't respond right away, there's usually like a give and take. Mm-hmm. And when the patterns change, that's when you know, um, you know, stuff has has changed. Yeah. And I want to get your perspective. Um, what Boy, I'm going to get a lot of have? fan mail from this one. Well, I love it because, you know, again, <laughs> you give a voice to the voiceless and nothing, yeah. ins- nothing inspires me more than to get you amped up. <laughs> Um, just kidding. It's the player um, haters ball. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. I hate Which you. Is... I hate you. <laughs> what was that? The Mad Real World. This is Lysol. Yeah, that was mm-hmm. the best. That was Dave Chappelle. I mean, he's actually coming down here. He's gonna be at the Hard Rock at the end of the month. Oh, that's awesome. I'd so, uh, love to go check him out. But Becky T, what experiences have you had? Now, not many girls are gonna move on from you because let's face it, once they hang out with Becky <laughs> T, they're pretty much like you know transformed what experiences have you had knowing a girl's moved on like what signs what feelings have you had innately Mm -hmm. signaling that a girl that you were talking to interested in maybe dated maybe just friendly with have has moved on it's the initial jump off i guess is the the patterns change like you said before so if you're if there's some sort of constant communication, whatever that may be, phone calls, text, whatever, and that either abruptly stops or starts to taper, that's a sign. You know, I've, I've, I've experienced that before. And um, also the way they do communicate with you, if you're in person, you can tell a lot better and in more depth than over the phone or through a text. But body language is huge. And you can see where their head's at and where their emotions are or aren't. Yeah. Yeah. You, you can know, feel it. You can feel it. And that's like an internal clock. We, you know, we have in circadian rhythms. Our, our body naturally has circadian rhythms. 
Ooh, and yeah, you like that one? Good like one, one, Mike. Yeah, I did my research before wow. I came on the air today, right? Google that, audience. So in, re- in regards to that, it's like you have like, you know, <clears throat> girls always say they have, their clock is ticking. Well, I think everybody has a clock, right? They have an alarm, right? Uh, a, a general, in the fitness <laughs> world, we call it general adaptation syndrome, gas, right? And there's like alarm, there's different phases of like, so when you first see those patterns changing your alarm, you're like, wait, something's, what's going on here? right? Then you kind of like adapt. You're like, okay, this person's not reaching out to me like they used to. They're not texting. They're not calling. What's going on? Did I do something wrong? Then when you broach the situation, their tone, and I call it the temperature. They go from really being warm and open to very cold and very short and very short-sighted. The language changes. Mm -hmm. They, They almost make you feel futile in a way, because they almost big words like, today, Mike, I like, like a big vocabulary. Well, I'm going to test that to the uh, 12 minute imam I did of back squats and the burpee uh, run I did before I came over here right. and the 100 grams of protein about five minutes prior to coming on air today. Chipotle okay. and a protein shake. Nothing but the best. Gregory T's fasting today. Just nothing but liquids. So I'm doing the opposite. The Panda Man's Apprentice has returned. Shout out to Mr. Kyle Newell, man. What's up, Kyle? We miss you. We hope to see you soon, my friend. Yes, sir. But I think the temperature changes. Yeah. And they and they kind of like almost like not look down on you, but they almost like make you feel like you're crazy. Like they turn they they turn the tide. Right. It's like they'll use words like, you know, immature or childish Mm -hmm. or or something where it's like, okay, I'm immature because I feel this way. So they don't validate your feelings. They don't validate where you're coming from, you know, but But we both know the underlying reason for that, which we don't have to get into. They don't Um, want to tell us, Greg. No, not, not right now. I'm not fired up enough yet. <laughs> well, if he wasn't fasted, folks, look out. Um, yeah. yeah, I think it's just, I think we need to be aware Canceled. of that. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And, and I think we need to be aware of that and just know like, yeah. hey, it, it, it be, we, you know, we talked about ghosting and it becomes yeah. not an issue of ghosting, but there's nothing really left to talk about. Like what's there to really say? No, it's once like, that, that gap of distance reaches a certain point, I mean, you got to move on. Yeah. And there's an old adage, Greggy T, like, a, a, like you know, it, when you're when you're dating or when you're out there, like a guy always knows when a girl moves on because you'll find yourself reaching out to somebody you haven't reached out to in a while because your energy is like, well, let me just call up so-and-so and see how they're doing. And then you don't hear back because they moved on. But I think a girl also knows when a guy moves on because you're like, well, I liked you three months ago. Why weren't you talking to me then? Now I'm dating somebody. Mm. Why do you think that always happens? Like, why do you think girls always reach out at the most inopportune times. And why do you think guys always reach out at the most inopportune times knowing like, Hey, somewhere I need to reach out to so-and-so, but in the back of your mind, like, are they dating anybody? Have they moved on? Yeah. Why do you think that is? This might sound harsh, but I think both guys and girls are guilty of being opportunists for themselves. So, <clears throat> I know guys do this. And I definitely know girls do this. They'll chum the water and they'll just wait and see if there's any activity or action. They'll throw a text here. They'll throw a missed phone call there. And then they wait to see for a response. And it's sometimes you get it. Sometimes you don't, but I just think it's they're opportunistic in the moment. I do too. I'm not saying I, that's wrong either. It's just, it right. is what it is. It is because I mean, everyone needs that inner, everyone needs that human element. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, if, if someone's showing you what you need, right, you're going to tend to kind of tend to go along those lines. Yeah. You know, so yeah. I, I agree with you. I, there's no way, nobody's at fault for being opportunistic. It's that. No. It's life. And it's also, you see it in movies and stuff. It's just a timing thing. It just wasn't meant to be. Yeah. At that time, it's, it's, you know, you wanted to be with a certain person. They were occupied at the time. And then years later, it's reversed. And you're occupied and they're like, hey. 
and it's just two ships, you know, sailing and they, they just miss paths. And that's just the universe. I think not, not necessarily working against you. It's just showing you everything is timing. I mean, I've dated people in the past where it probably would have been a better situation if I was older. Of course. It's just a, it's just a timing thing. So maybe now it would have worked a lot better than it did when I was younger and crazier and dumber and just not as in tune with certain things that I am now mature. Right. You know, it just and is what it is. It is what it is. And I think yeah. also too, nothing in this world is permanent. No. You, you know, so if you have time with someone, you know, almost like be grateful for the time you had. Like you can look at I, I said like, that to you last week, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 where, I, I forgot where I originally heard it. And whether you were with somebody in the past and even if it ended badly or if it ended up not being a good experience or there was some point, even if it was an hour where it was the best and it was, you had a great time or whatever. I learned, I'll try to think of where I originally heard it, but yo, we share time together and even though it's not, it didn't work out and we're not, close or even if you don't speak anymore i wish that person well we share time on this planet at that moment yep. and i'm cool and i'm cool with that yep. it took me a long time to understand that but i um i really try to to look at things that way i have no ill will towards people yep. in the past and um it just it didn't work out and even the ones where it wasn't it wasn't ideal and it was I don't want to say it was like traumatic or anything, but if just if it was not a good breakup, you know, I don't hate on them at all. And I just I don't have that energy anymore. And I just you know what? We share time. It was great for that that moment in the timeline of my life. And that's it. Yeah, that's what they're called breakups, right? Breakups are never really messy yeah. either or they're never really neat. You know, they're yeah. usually, you know, uh, but I, yeah, like we had talked about in a previous episode, you can wish somebody well from a distance. I don't need to necessarily text you or call you. Mm-hmm. Hey, in my mind, I'm thankful. I'm grateful that I got to do X, yeah. Y, and Z with this person, reconnect mm-hmm. and be a part of their lives, but they've moved on, mm-hmm. you know, so you need to do you as well because they've mm-hmm. made a choice. To, like we talk about keep the train moving. Well, their train left the station and, mm-hmm. and route to the next destination. That's it. So, you know, we got to keep it moving. Here's one for you, Greg. This, I don't know how fire up this will get you. Do you think, <laughs> do you think guys and girls have a backup plan? Yes, I do. Um, I'll speak for girls from experience in my whole life experience. Mm. In my opinion, yes, they all have a backup plan. They're the, the, like I said, the fan mail is going to really fucking come strong, but they're survivalists, a lot of them. And they are, they are looking for that safety net. They might like that story I gave last week. They want all of this. Mm -hmm. And when they get it, they're bored. So they have that backup plan of the bad boy or this or whatever. And, but they still yearn for that good guy. And we see it all the time. And I'm not trying to get females mad at me. Um, but that's experience that, that I've had, but also good friends of mine have had. And I've seen it from the outside. I also have a lot of girls that are friends that do this and that have friends that do this and share it with me. So it's like, it's not like taboo or anything. I'm just telling you how it is. I think most, I won't say all, I think most women have a backup plan. And I yeah. think it's it's instilled in them in the girl culture, in music, in movies, and TV shows, in all these, I'll call them influencers, and I hate that word, and I'm not a fan of the popular ones. You know who we're talking about, mm-hmm. that family, but it's it's all... It's garbage and it's instilled in them. So they see it all the time. So it's almost like osmosis. They just have that backup plan. Well, what if you're dating and not committed to anyone? Does it make them opportunistic? Does it make them just 
normal to say, hey, I'm not committed to anybody. I can date 10, 15 people if I want to. And I'm going to pick the one that I feel is like the best fit for me. Almost like going on a dating show or, you know, a, it's almost like not a competition, but yeah. you know, I think people have the right to you know, be with the person they want to be with, but it's almost like going for a car, right? You're going to test drive a few, you're going to find the one that rides the best. I know it's kind of a... I have no problem with that. I don't have any issues with that. It's just, I also think there's, there's different levels to dating. Yeah. Are you, are you in a committed relationship? Yeah. That's not right. In my opinion, if you're I agree. dating one person monogamous, I don't think this applies, but if you're dating somebody and it's communicated that it's open and it's not monogamous yet. And, you know, you have a good time, but you're not exclusive. Yeah, it's all systems go. I don't think there's a problem with that. So let me follow up with a question for you. Do you think <clears throat> having strings attached to a relationship, whether it's a friendship, whether it's a, you know, a, whatever it might be. Uh, let's use friendship, for example. Can a friendship between a guy and a girl become intimate without having sex? What do you mean intimate? So emotional. Like we've, I've heard this, you know, in the past, people can have emotional affairs on people without actually being physical, right? Mm -hmm. So do you think because you are friends with somebody and, you know, you talk to that person maybe every day through text, mm -hmm. maybe they call every other day, and there's a certain level of intimacy where you're spending time and investing in someone, resources, just because you're not physical, can that be a level of intimacy? And when that ends, can that be like, okay, well, that person now has found someone else because they're not calling me like they used to. Do mm -hmm. you think that is a form of being opportunistic or having a backup plan, like to satisfy their own needs? No, I don't, I don't think that's, that's cool. I don't, I don't I, I, trying to think the intimacy thing is tough because <clears throat> if someone's with somebody i don't think they should cross that line agreed could it happen yeah anything could happen i sure. don't think it should cross that line if it does then the person needs to you know self-reflect in my opinion but if that other person who's not necessarily in a relationship and they start dating somebody and they Maybe don't talk as much like you said. I don't think there's right. anything wrong in doing that. They're not opportunistic. They're doing them. They're and doing them. It, it's totally normal, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I yeah. agree with you. I think I think that's uh and again, I think the lines can get blurred. So it's it's good yeah. to delineate and have these these conversations. Yeah, because um, everyone has their own interpretation. You can't you can't help how somebody receives information. That's right. I mean, you can to a certain degree. But how they look at it, if you're not completely upfront and direct, mm -hmm. they might take it and run the wrong way with it. And yeah. you didn't mean for that. And you got to be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. It's this way, not that way. Right. And that's all communication. Right. No, I, I agree. I agree there, Greggy T. Um, it's just such a, a weird topic because, you know, it's... We cover the it, hard topics. None of the bullshit that's out we, there. We do, and we like to talk about this stuff. And lines get reason. blurred. Yeah, of course. You know, lines lines get, get more blurred, especially nowadays, because there's way less communication with dating apps. And I'm not hating on dating apps, but like, there's no game anymore. There's no face to face talking. It's just the instant gratification and what looks good on paper and check a box and swipe and all this stuff. There's no <clears throat> substance there. There's no real. It's like a It's like you have the front cover and the back cover of a book, but there's nothing in it. I agree. You, you have to have stuff. I agree. I agree, Greg T. And now here, here's here's one for you that's interesting. Um, you know, there is an old adage: the best way to get over someone is to get under someone. Is that mm. necessarily a good thing? Is it a bad thing? Is it something that you would advise a, a guy or a girl to do if they want to move on from someone that they feel um, upset them or kind of broke communications or broke ties with? Yes. What are your thoughts on that? Yes and no. 
I think it's okay to do that or give somebody advice because it's gonna it's gonna get them back in the swing of things. The only no is you just you know it's dangerous nowadays and you run certain risks, but it is what it is. That can happen anytime with anybody. Yeah. Anytime. Yeah. And that becomes a double-edged sword because you got to mm-hmm. think like, you know, when you hook up. It's what I said last. I just yeah. thought of it. I said last week, like, okay, um, use me as an example. Uh, back in the day, broke up with somebody. Greg, let's go out. You got to meet people. Go, go, date or whatever. And I do that and I'm in that zone. Maybe I'm putting bad energy out there and there was somebody or, you know, somebody that wants to get to know me, but they're seeing this person, which is not me, but it's me in the moment of trying to move on from something and they might not necessarily see the real person and they're seeing a whole different facade, which I'm not saying that facade is bad. It's just facilitating something at that time. Right. Right. And I think that becomes the, uh, again, it's a gamble. It's a, it's a gamble, but you're also running the risk of hurting someone else that is completely innocent, especially if you're just looking to satisfy your needs using someone. Yeah. Um, but if you're honest with them, then it's on them. Right. If you're honest, if like, yeah, you're honest with them. Yeah. If you're honest with them. Yeah. That's the thing. So um, I think, you know, um, I think there's, there's proof to that where I think, you know, the best way to get over it is to move on is to keep yourself engaged, but being honest with that individual and letting them know, Hey, look, I'm not looking for Mrs. Right. I'm looking for Mrs. Right now or Mr. Right or Mr. Right now. And it's, I think it's a two way street with guys and girls. Girls are just on the same level as guys. I don't want to hear it. Absolutely. And that's fine. Absolutely. I, I agree. I definitely agree. Um, what are the signs? We talked about the consistency patterns and we, we've talked mm-hmm. about certain things, but like what is there any like visible signs like that you can think of when a girl has moved on from you? Like visible, like seeing them? Like visible, like if you're with somebody or you're hanging mm-hmm. out with somebody or if you're dating somebody and <clears throat> body language, signs? yeah, body language number one, um, affection. And tone, topic, all of that, the whole experience, you'll know in three seconds if something's off. Yeah. Especially when it's been a certain way for a certain amount of time. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it's like, yeah, what's up? They might be short with you or they're not as flirty or they're not as whatever. Yeah. Yeah, That's a, that's usually a good sign. I I think nonverbal communication is something that like everybody needs to be able to pick up on. Body language is huge. You should, to the audience, you should read up and educate on body language because it also transfers to business and stuff, which is pretty cool. It's good to know. Yeah, 100%. 100%. If you're not in tune with things or if you're not Mm -hmm. um, versed in in reading people, I think, like Greg said, picking up a book and understanding like body postures and certain other uh, nonverbal cues that, People give off so that you know how to kind of it'll help you navigate the situation a lot better yeah, than just showing sure. in there blind. Um, Greggy T, so let's just say, you know, girls moved on from from a guy's perspective here. Girls move on, you know, normally your first instinct is like, I'm gonna go out, I'm gonna get my boys together, I'm gonna go drinking, I'm gonna probably do something stupid, but it'll make me feel good in the moment. <laughs> <clears throat> but it's more like <laughs> destructive. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. What are cons- what are some constructive ways of handling a situation that guys can do <clears throat> when knowing a girl has moved on? Just get on TRT. No, I'm kidding. Um <laughs> <clears throat> just you can pick up a hobby, you can go work out, you can, you know. Go eat healthy food. There's a lot of things to do. If you're a car guy, if you're a motorcycle guy, you hang out with your friends. If you want to pick up a new sport or if you, I don't know, you want to go work out, whatever. Go shoot guns. I don't know. Just there's a million things to do if you want to be constructive. There's just as many, I think, as as there's to be destructive. Yeah. And almost like you got to make a list. If I'm feeling this, 
I'm going to go because the I think the best way to get stuff out of your into the universe is either writing it down, yeah. some type of some type of mnemonic thing or something where it says, all right, instead the of words today, out, Mike, the words you're on fire. St. John's University, 3.97 GPA, my friend. <laughs> Slacker. So I think uh, like some type of like mnemonic thing where people can say, you know, hey, I'm going to. Uh, instead of drinking, I'm going to go work out. Instead of smoking pot, I'm going to go do this. Instead of, you know, being promiscuous, I'm going to do this. Or gambling or drugs, whatever it is to kind of numb the pain or nullify it. We have to think of a, almost like, you know, a Newton Newton's laws for every action. There's an equal or opposite mm-hmm. reaction. Yep. So I'm hurt and I'm angry. My my initial response is rage. It's like, F you, I'm going to prove you wrong. I'm going to go mm-hmm. do this. I'm going to go do that. And you want to lose yourself in your work or something like that. Yeah. But there has to be a happy medium somewhere because it becomes destructive. And um, those yeah. are things I think we have to watch out for. You got to find that balance because if you don't, I mean, too much of anything is not good, you know? So, but the whole being angry and raging, which we've all done, yep. is is dangerous and not good. It has yeah. a lot of ramifications that can really screw up your entire rest of your life if you don't watch it. And even if for the young people listening out there, like, you know, when Greg and I were younger, it was different. Mm. I didn't, I didn't have the awareness of what I could lose because I didn't care. Yeah. And now being older, like I do yeah. care. So you think twice about certain things, but if I would have thought twice when I was younger it would have saved me a whole heck of a lot of headaches, mm-hmm. but I did because my, mm-hmm. I just reacted and yeah. therein lies in the, you know, letting things register and then make a decision based upon letting things fester instead of just reacting. Totally. I mean, you got to allow yourself to cool off. Nothing good comes out of reacting. No. Like Mike said in that way, because bad things can happen. And one one decision, one poor decision can really affect your life and your family's life. 100%. And even if you're mad at a guy or a girl, <clears throat> right, it thinks someone hurts you, whether it's intentional or not intentional, I think the best way is just kind of let things, just like, let it go. Like, take take a time yeah. out. Go, it doesn't make sense to keep texting someone or emailing just so you can get a reaction. It's like when you're young, that's hard though. When you're, yeah. Oh, With yeah. The younger people listening, that's hard, but you got to do it. You got to just, when, if you're on the receiving end. Yeah. I remember one time I was out with Justin. It was a long time ago. Mm-hmm. I stopped counting like 34 text messages from somebody. 34. Number one, don't be that person, but don't respond because there's nothing good that's going to come out of a response. You got to just. Agree dead the space for a little while you can try to reconvene when your head is cooled off but don't do it until that until that's the case i i agree i agree greggy t i agree 100 percent. and i you and i were not good at this (laughs) that was weird i was you know because i think you just want to understand why that's it 100%. 100%. And we're never going to understand someone's nope. why. Ever, ever. You can ask it a million times. A mil- You're not that person. They think differently from you, which is okay. You will never know. you got to be know. okay with just it is what it is. It, it is, it is what it is. You'll never know. You'll never – exactly. And you, you have, have a choice. Just, you have yep. a choice. You're going to let that eat away at you for your entire life because you'll never know. Or just – own up to the fact that it is what it is. You'll never know. And let's move on. Yep. And be be thankful and grateful for the time you have with that person and yep. send them love and well wishes from a distance. You don't need to reach out and text anybody. No. You know, if you want to reach out for a, a, a holiday or a mm-hmm. birthday, yep. it's all cool. Just, just let you know, I'm thinking about you. Have a great day. Whatever. That's it. But nothing more, nothing less. There's no need to have a, a drawn out, you know, conversation. Um, Greggy T, here's one for you. You think people inadvertently use people. And then when you no longer serve a purpose, you become discarded. Or do we make up these stories in our head? 
Yes, I think not everybody. I think some people do do that. And I'll speak for like our crew. We've had plenty of girls use us for certain things or try to use us for certain things that we have access to or can do or can go or whatever. So, yes. And there's that's been from the beginning of time. And I think it'll always be like that. So, yes, I think that's the case. And I know guys do it, too. But I'm just speaking for the guys about girls. Yeah, they're almost like emotional vampires in a way where they'll just latch on to you and they'll fuck the life out of you. And then when they when they're done, they're done. That's true. And when they got what they needed, they're done. And when they flip that switch, there is no going back. And I'm speaking Mm -hmm. as a, you know, experience it from a girl, you know, and I'm sure for girls, too, when the guy flips the switch, I'm sure it's the same feeling. Mm You know, and I, I'm looking forward to having some of our, you know, female guests come on yeah. in the next month or so, so we can, you know, get a female perspective because we don't want to make it like we're painting all girls to be the same or respond the same. But I can say from our experiences, when a girl flips the switch, mm-hmm. that is it. There is no convincing. There's no talking. There's nope. no renegotiating. Nope. That is it. Their mind is is made up, and um, I do think that. Um, you know, as, as, you know, guys will definitely use girls to, to satisfy their, their needs. And when they've had enough, they'll move on. I, I, I do. I mean, both guys and girls, it's I'm a two way street, two way street. Agreed. It's the it's ones control. that do this for a living or do this intentionally as a daily thing that I have a problem with inadvertently is a lot different than having a clear calculated plan to do that to somebody and a lot of guys are soft nowadays they'll fall for it and they're like well i thought like she was a princess like you're an idiot and you were played so you hopefully you learn from it It doesn't happen again or that's that yeah yeah and 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 i guess you'll you'll never really know if someone is taking advantage of you at the time because they can they can work it pretty good they don't yeah. know how to play the. These the, girls are the, good nowadays, man. Sympathy card, but guys too. Guys, mm-hmm. you know, I've, I've known a lot of good, good girls that are my girlfriends as well that have been manipulated and and kind of used, and it ruins them. Like they get ruin a guy, and then it makes it bad for the next person, which is not yeah. fair. True. So people need to also have the awareness to not let someone, something, some situation take you down. Yeah. It's not fair when a really great girl walks into your life and you're like, F, like this is as far as it's going to get. We ain't going nowhere. Yeah. You know, yeah. It's just, you it's can't so, let that define who you really are. No. Which is easy to do. It's very easy. Yeah. It's very easy. And I also think if you get out of one situation, you should immediately hop into another. I totally agree with that. Totally agree with that. And that there goes in the with the selfish part and the needs part because I think a lot of people can't be alone. They'll go from one to the next to the next, and there's no gap. There's zero. I don't know how somebody grows when there's no gap because that gap, as shitty or painful or whatever as it may be, there should be some personal growth there in different categories. <clears throat> yeah. So if you don't allow that healing and growth, and you go from one relationship to the next, I don't know how you expect a different outcome. Yeah. And it's not fair to that person. No. It's it's totally not fair. And I've been I've known people, <laughs> I've witnessed it. No, well, they'll go people. from one one guy, a good friend of mine, you know. Um, she's actually married now, but back in the day, you know, it was like she'd go from one guy, then like a week later, she's like all affection yep. to another guy. And I'm like, mm-hmm. wait a second. Were you just with this guy? Later? Like what, what is going on? Like, so um, it's not fair. And there's a difference. Yeah. Mike's not talking about hooking up one week. No. And then the next week you're hooking up with somebody else. No, she was dating somebody and then broke up. And then a week later dating somebody else. Not somebody else. Up. Yeah. 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 It's, it's bizarre to me, Greggy T. And, um, and again, I think when it comes to using people, um, do you think people nowadays are more selfish? 
do you think people will put their needs above their partners, their friends, or the person they're trying to date or the person they're hanging out with? Do you think people are more selfish these days versus 10, 15 years ago? I don't know if it's more. I just, I attested to, I think I'm more aware of it now right. and in tune with it. Mm-hmm. So my immediate would be like, oh yeah, definitely they're more selfish now, but I don't think it is. I just think I know what I'm looking at now and looking for and seeing. Mm-hmm. So I think it's that. I think it's people have always been that way to a certain degree. I'm just more aware of it now. What about you? Yeah. Yeah, I think um, I think people tend to be more selfish these days. Um, you know, I tend to put others before myself. I think that's mm-hmm. the way I've always been, mm-hmm. um, and that's I, that's been a detriment. It's also worked to my advantage. So it's it, it's a two way street depending on who you're. you're well, like you said out. last week, you're a giver. That's what givers yeah, do. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly, and I think people will selfishly see that. And, and play upon that because I think we all have a need for connection. Yeah. And especially when the connection can be deep, you know, it could be a really deep connection you have with someone that mm-hmm. someone maybe you've known for a while, or it could be someone you meet right away and you have all these idiosyncrasies and like, Oh, this is pretty cool. You know? So I think, you know, depending on the level of the connection, I think, you know, that can really kind of like determine how you navigate who you're hanging out with. Yeah. And and how you give, what you give. But at the end of the day, it's like, uh, you know, a. I feel people have just become selfish as a society. And I think it's more of a societal thing. Yeah. And I think the whole, <clears throat> this is a weird example, but like the OnlyFans, girls are making a shit ton of money. And. I don't necessarily hate on them. I hate on them for other reasons, not the business right. aspect of it. God bless. Yeah. But to the guys that do that, you know, what are you doing? Yeah. You're literally giving your hard earned money to somebody that you don't know. Yeah. You don't care about you. You're never going to hook up with them. They yeah. wouldn't look at you if you were walking down the street why are yeah. you giving them? So I I never understood that, and I don't know why you'd give that person money for like pictures or whatever or a video. It's the dumbest thing I ever heard. Yeah, and I, and and I think along those lines, if you're isolated, if you're alone, if you're um, not around people, I think that becomes the the um, the motivating factor to connect with someone, especially like you know. Being having that false sense of intimacy because you're lacking intimacy on a daily basis or on a, a certain level, whether you're not getting out enough, whether you're um, work, you know, a lot of people that are single work from home. Mm-hmm. So, what are you going to do? You're going to go on the dating apps. You may interact with your clients, you may interact with people, but it, it, you know, you live in a virtual world. Then, when you get to the real world, you're like, okay, well, why are, do you still have your clothes on? Like, you see, you on OnlyFans, right? It you skews. Know? It's very everything. Skewed. Everything. It's, it's really. I'm so glad we grew up when we did. It's so yeah. that that whole thing is so weird to me. I I really, truly don't understand it. Yeah. I don't understand. I understand why the girls do it, and I also think they're doing themselves a major disservice down the road. If they're even able to have kids, that's a whole different thing. I feel bad for the kids. Yeah. And I don't know what guy in their right mind would wife that up. That's a whole other conversation. Yeah. But like, I I blame the guys nowadays, man. You guys are losers. Yeah. And you need to have some more self-respect, some dignity, and some confidence. And just stop giving your money to these people. Yeah. It's funny. All those girls that make millions of dollars doing OnlyFans. Like, oh, I don't need a man. I don't need a man. Last time I checked... You're only getting paid from a man. So if you take the man out of the equation, your ass is broke and you're not educated and your window of opportunity dwindles as a woman as you age. Let's just keep it real. Our boy says it all the time and he's right. Your guys, if it's the way it is, guys can do certain things as they get older. Women's opportunity, the window's short, 
and it goes the reverse way. So what are you going to do if the well dries up? What's your plan? What's your exit plan? So anyway, like I said, the fan mail is going to be pouring in after this one. Well, you Bring know, you've got to get perspectives. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm just really keeping it real. We're keeping I, I'm it trying real. to understand. We're keeping it real. And, you know, I think that's what makes this a unique podcast is that we're two regular guys that have seen yeah. no matter, you know, uh, when people question your experience, mm. you know, we, mm. uh, we tend to keep it real. And, and yeah. some of this may hit home for a lot of people. And again, good, bad, or indifferent. It's just meant to be a conversation starter and just yeah. like, we can all do better as people. We can respond better. We can treat people better. We can understand people's needs differently. We can be more considerate, but we choose not to because we choose to be selfish Yep. at times. It's just having that awareness. That's what I think. I hear you. I mean, and this is where social media has been a major downfall for society, in my opinion. So I, but at the end of the day, I blame the guys because they're the ones enabling these girls to make a ton of money. Now, what they do with the money, I don't know. Some might be smart with it. Some might not. But that window is is short. Yeah. And would you want your kids doing that? Honestly. Exactly. So. I wouldn't want my kid doing it. Me neither. So. And Mike and I aren't like prudes. We, we've, we've been around. We've done a million things. This is. We're not like, you know, like Mike said, like we have, I'll say a tremendous amount of life experience in different categories. So we're just keeping it real. I, just, I don't, I don't, um, I don't get that. I don't get it. Even when people question your experience. People can question all they want. Most of those people live and die in the same town they were born in. And, you know, this is why some of these topics will hit a nerve with someone because... Somewhere yeah. along the line, you had to have the experience to kind of pick up on this. So, yeah. Um, Greg T, uh, this was a, a a great great topic. It was challenging uh, to cover, yeah. but hopefully we, we got some stuff out there. Um, as tradition, a new tradition on our Empowerment Podcast, give us an update on Forever Progress, sir. Where can people that want to get into real estate, that want to become better at their profession, where can they find the best coach in the country at? Sir. Thank you, sir. Um, LinkedIn, Greg Tadora, or <clears throat> Forever Progress on Instagram, foreverprogress.com is the website. Check it out if you are an agent already and you want to scale your business and make some more money, break into different markets. could definitely help you there. Or if you're thinking of getting your real estate license and you want a real perspective and someone that's been there, and can show you what to do when you're interviewing companies to work for, let me know. That's what I do. I love it, Greg T. I love it. You want to be great, hit up Greg. Um, So we met, um, I met up with Mike and I's former boss yesterday. Her name is Cheryl. Shout out to her because she watches. Um, Awesome person. And She's big into fitness and the swimming community, USA Swimming, and everyone knows I was a swimmer. I grew up with that, and I found some really sad news about the whole swimming world in the country that we have no pipeline of swimmers like we used to, and pools across the country are closing. Programs are closing. Three of the major pools I spent the majority of my life growing up swimming have all been filled in. And that was, it's truly depressing to hear that. So basically I was asked to help with revitalizing swimming in the Northeast, which is a big, big thing. And so I will be Diving into that, putting that on my plate because it it means a lot to me. And to hear that we don't have a lot of swimmers in the pipeline and that we're not going to win the amount of medals at Olympics that we used to in swimming and things are closing, teams are closing, going bankrupt. It's, it's blows my mind. So I will be dabbling in that now and have to go to meetings. I want to go to USA swimming 
has a yearly meeting about building pools and it's, it's a real, I didn't know. I thought, listen, I, I keep, I keep watching it from a distance, but I thought the programs were growing and they actually been doing the opposite, which blows my mind. Sad to hear that. It's very sad, but again, this becomes an opportunity for our platform to kind of inspire people of all ages to get into it. Cause it's, I mean, everyone needs to learn how to swim regardless of where you take that. And it's really sad to to hear that. That stinks. My goal, and I'll put it out there is to eventually have a property somewhere around here that is a destination complete swimming complex with like sky boxes and everything just for swimming events where you can hold meets olympic trials all sorts of sectionals divisionals all every swim meet and it's a true experience for all the swimmers so that's my long-term vision goal i'm gonna put that out there i love it it's about 50 million dollars so far I'm, i'm up to to build it so might need some investment because I don't have that right now. We'll start a GoFundMe page, huh? Or I can do an OnlyFans like these girls and have it in about six months. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> yep. Yes, I think it's a great goal. I think it's an uh, it's a, a, an awareness. I think that's yeah. you know for parents and you know men, women. I mean, you know, swimming. I, I just saw something on the news of Riley Gaines about how she went. Uh, front of Congress. And I thought she was fantastic. Yeah, she did great. She, she did great. Nice. Uh, shout out to Riley Gaines. We'd love to have her on at some point. I think yeah. that's, uh, I think that's awesome. Uh, you know, so um, it, it's kind of, it's kind of a sad, sad thing, but Greg, you know, we're gonna keep the hope alive. Remember it starts with, with us. It starts with one. So you never know what can this can lead to. That's you why she brought it up to me. Cause she knows how I am and how I think. And you never know. You know? That's awesome. That's I'll awesome. try my best to get it done. Well, 2024 is going to be a big year, you know, as far as, yeah. you know, for everything. And I think, um, you know, having that on the agenda and we're going to cover Christmas and New Year's, you know, a couple great episodes upcoming, you know, you know, especially with everything going on in the world, why it's important to keep celebrating Christmas and understanding what the day is all about. Yeah. It's not about extravagance. It's not about buying diamonds and this and that. It's 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 not about that. You know, and unfortunately, again, social media and other things kind of skew things. And we'll have a deep, uh, deep talk about Christmas and, you know, and New Year's, too, because it is the start of a new year. We're thankful for another year. I mean, you know, yeah, so grateful to be here. Grateful to be here. 100 percent, Greggy T. Yeah, man. And on that note, sir, I will look forward to seeing you next week down here. See you in a week, buddy. See in, you in a week. In, in Delray, your bed's all ready for you. And yeah, uh, man. The cat says hi, and she can't wait to get her belly rub. Yep. So she's looking forward to that. So uh, until we see each other, I bid you adieu. And remember, uh, God bless and stay safe. Everyone be safe out there, and thanks for listening. See you next week.